0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of The Rotation. My name is Ashley, aka Minna. I got my cat here. Uh he's filling in for Icon. We got Kingdom Soldier with us. Hey, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Okay. I'm glad that it's not as hot as it was yesterday.
0: Yes, it's been an insane heat wave. Well, you're from you're from the Pacific Northwest, right? So stuff's getting real Real intense of that. You have air conditioning? I know a lot of places don't have I air do. conditioning. I
1: do. My power died yesterday, though, at the peak of it, when it was like 110 d- 10 degrees. Yeah, my power died. do you died. do? Die. I laid down. I, I'm not even lying. I laid down on the couch, and I took a nap, and my kids I woke me up when the say, power came back on.
0: I thought you were going to say, lay down on the tile. Oh, it was no. a long night or something like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it came back on after like an hour it wasn't you know oh, okay like it as tragic dire. as i was expecting yeah because if it like i couldn't work i couldn't play games like i was i didn't know what to do with myself so i what laid down you do? on the couch do a
0: crossword i don't know what you even <laughs> do then i guess read uh speaking of outages so the reason icon is not on the podcast this week is his internet is out and we're so bummed but hey i don't kingdom have you and i ever done like a duo podcast i know i think icon and i have I know you and I have done duo podcasts, but here we are, bro. We got, yeah, I can't remember. Of it's been a minute literal rotations of hosts right now. Um, uh, but Hey, it's, it's good though, because we, we got the YouTube chat hanging out with us as usual. So we'll be taking a look at what you guys got to say throughout the podcast. And honestly, like it's kind of a slow week right now, guys, we just had stage four and, uh, like you just over like a week ago. Last week was off, and typically CDL would be ramping into the next stage this week. However, they gave an extra week off, I believe, because of 4th of July, which, by the way, 4th of July is my birthday, Uh, so shout-out to that. Oh, happy shout birthday. Shout-out to getting older. Shout-out to, yeah, shout-out, I guess, shout-out to birthdays. Kingdoms, what, to when's birthdays. your birthday?
1: September 8th.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, so you're We will coming not up. talk
1: about how old I will be, but I'm the same age as him.
0: Same, Hans. yeah. <laughs> I've I've just turned 23, like, 11 times. Got it. I'm just stayed 23 the whole time.
1: Yep. Not I'm maturity 20.
0: wise, but just you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're 20. <laughs> <Cool>. uh-huh. <laughs> now that we got the ages down, uh, but yeah, it's a slow week. We don't have any matches this weekend, like we, and there's not even like an all star. Th- there's nothing going on this week, and it's kind of I think it's kind of welcomed, right? I think the players appreciate having that little break, and now you know when we go back into the next stage. It's uh, it's gonna be all sorts of intense, right? Because we're getting closer and closer to champs. And even though it's kind of a slow week, there's no matches. There's still been some pretty crazy news lately. You got some roster changes with none other than LA Thieves. They've been oh, they've shocking. been musical chairs in it over there. Uh, the groups obviously came out, and then we got a couple other topics that we can cover too. So I want to know Kingdom. John finally comes back. CDL John, for those of you guys that don't know, pretty legendary uh Call of Duty player. I remember watching him back when he was on Fear. Do you remember that kingdom? Oh, that was of like course. A long Fear time John?
1: Ago. That was when I found him. Fear it. Like, John. Watching that dude Fear play S and D and yeah, like that was. Jeez. Man. oh that yeah, I remember John for sure. I mean, he was um he taught me stuff. I I mean I I would watch his gameplay and I would learn. Like, to be blatantly honest, he was really good. And I liked watching him do like 1v1s and 2v2s in search. He just was right. like unbeatable.
0: He's just nasty. He's, I think, one of the best subs of all time, which we'll get to later. Um, I don't know if he, I don't know if he cracks my top five, but he is an insanely, insanely yeah. good player. But, uh, but yeah, so he's, he's back, though. And I'm not entirely sure, like, why he was away for so long that never really came out why he didn't join the league last year. But whatever it was, it seems to be resolved because now he's on the L.A. Thieves Starting rosters. So here's a challenge for your kingdom: Uh-oh. Who is on the LA Thieves starting roster right now?
1: Kenny. Uh, yeah. Kenny. Raza. Yep. Lasher. Yep. And you already said the other one. And John. There you go.
0: I nailed it. Bro. But who's on the bench? Who?
1: T.J. and who? T.J. Yeah. And they oh, got man, rid of Temp. Temp was there, but they got rid of him. Oh, and Venom might Venom? still. Venom might be in talent do they have that deep of a roster venom they still got, on the bench dude,
0: la thieves almost has enough players to practice against each other like <laughs> practice against themselves which might That's be good
1: facts though yeah i, I mean why not
0: so Obviously, I mean, let's let's pull up the standings a little bit here. Let's kind of see why they've made so much uh, maneuvers here recently. Um, at the last stage uh, for major rocker, that's us, baby. We passed them. We are only ahead by twenty points, but hey, man, that we we were finally able to pass them in the standings. We take sixth place. LA Thieves, like I said, currently in seventh. Florida mutineers breathing down their neck at eighth. Now, I do think it's very improbable that LA Thieves does not make champs. They get bumped out of that top eight right there, but.
1: That's no, yeah. Gorillas would have to a, win the stage. Basically. <laughs> yeah.
0: But LA Thieves, I mean, at this point they're making a play, not just for seeding, I'm sure that's important, you know, getting the six or seventh. He's kind of, I don't know the exact difference what that means. Bracket wise, I don't think it means much. Well what they're probably trying to do is, is catch fire at the right time at the end of the year. So do you think that John coming onto the roster enables them to do that? I don't shout out to able, by the way.
1: Um, I don't. And I I you know, I've watched a number of videos on it. I've listened to all the I watched the drama between Kenny and T J live on the flank. Um that was crazy. That was
0: insane, bro. <laughs> that, was, that was insane,
1: dude. Was I did catch nice. that. Um, but I, I like
0: Jerry Springer but CDL
1: yep would, I mean and they I love the you know I mean Zuma and Ben are all for it so they they help it happen oh, yeah. but I think Content. that um, I don't think that's going to make enough of a difference Um, I, I applaud the effort and I hear what you know like I've watched videos where people are like they're trying to win and Kenny was like we're trying to win we're not trying to place third or second we want to win and if you don't want to win then don't play with us or don't roll with us and that's why we've made all these changes because we want to win and i'm like well chemistry matters like i mean you can put together the best roster ever i mean the optic roster is chip worthy but they haven't proved it this year they haven't you know broken that ceiling and so um i just i don't think that the la thieves have made a big enough change i think they should have stuck with something at some point and just tried to play it out like there's a lot of teams on here that people are talking about potentially making, well, not a lot. There's a couple of teams that people have talked about potentially making a change before the stage starts. And LA Thieves have just always been ahead of everybody. Like, oh, we're just going to change. We're going to change. We're going to change. Like, they don't wait till the last minute unless somebody spells their name wrong on a COVID test. You know, they're like, um, we're going to make these changes. I just don't, I think John coming in is a good move. I think. I think, honestly, what the LA Thieves could be doing is trying to position themselves in in the best place for next year um and i'm not calling them a hoodie org or anything like that but i think sometimes you got to know your identity and optic is a team that's done that for a long time like they'll play with a team even if they're not winning even though they don't want to that's not good uh, but they'll play with the team because they're they're accelerating those personalities and they're creating chemistry um, and the videos they make and all that kind of stuff like that's worth it to them and so um I think it was enable that put out a video that was like he doesn't think Optic's gonna win if they don't make a change, but he doesn't think they're gonna make a change because it's the character of Optic. You know, they're gonna stick it out and see how good they can do. Um, but will they break the ceiling of a phase, a Toronto, even a Dallas or a New York? I don't I mean, I don't I I don't think so, you know, and they have the potential. LA Thieves are behind, in my opinion, even Optic, you know, in terms of uh how well they've done throughout the year and the potential of breaking that ceiling on land. Um yeah, Slasher's going to step up. He did freaking phenomenal on land. He looked like himself again. And I mean, but we hadn't seen him in, you know, a month or so or a couple months. And so I just don't, I've seen John play well in challengers. Maybe he'll come in and be a standee and it'll be exactly what they need at stage five, but is it going to carry on to champs? I don't know. You know, I, I, I I would love to see it. You know, I think it'd be interesting for narrative, but that would put a lot of pressure on the Minnesota rocker, you know? Um, (laughs) I think there's a lot of pressure on the Minnesota rocker no matter what, because those second place and then six, seven and eight are going to be all over the place. You know, optic is probably going to stay in fifth and sit in that middle spot. You know, they'll win enough to stay in fifth, but two, three, four and six, seven, eight are up in the air.
0: Yeah, it's honestly kind of insane to see how it's uh, you know, shook out. I'm trying to think of what the LA Thieves roster was when they were doing well because weren't they like top 4 at a certain point, top 5 like only for a, i think a brief second. Down.
1: Yeah, and then they they were hanging out at 6th for most of the year. Um and right. now they're, you know, sliding because they, you know, who didn't play. And what I think is weird is they didn't keep him. I, I think that would have been an okay decision, but again, listening to the drama about TJ and, and hook and what happened, Kenny made it sound like he didn't think who wanted to win. Like he wanted to put enough into the game and into the sport itself as a competitor for them to win. And so they brought in John who obviously has been grinding challenger. So he wants to win, he wants to play and he's getting his chance. And I hope John shines, you know, he's is one of the bright spots in the league. I think he was gone because maybe he just didn't like the games that came out. Um, Maybe he just didn't get picked up. I mean, I don't know exactly what it was, but he's back and he grinded in Challengers, and proved himself. And I think. I mean, you got to have a lot of money to be the L.A. thieves to have, you know, so many people sitting on your bench um, that are quality players that could play somewhere else. Uh, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see kind of what they end up doing in the off season. Like I've seen, you know, I can't remember where it was. Maybe it was on the flank, Um, but they brought up Hook possibly moving to another game. And I think that's something that Clay came out and said, you know, on Dallas Empire last year, they won champs. It was the 4v4. And Hook was like, hey, maybe I should just like let you guys rock and I'll go play Valorant, which at the time, Probably, probably would have been a good move. I think the boats, uh, the, they missed the boat. Now there's Valorant has just exploded. We have so many players moving there from CS:GO. They've been playing keyboard and mouse since who was born probably. And just dominating, um, not saying he couldn't do it. I think, I think what he should do is whatever he wants to, and whatever is actually going to like make him happy and fulfill him. And maybe that is competing in call of duty. Maybe it's not, it's not the end of the world if it's not. Um, but it was like pretty wild, it was just pretty wild to see what unfolded on the flank as far as like, you know, you, you see this like, because was it, was it you and I and an icon and even Shannon, producer Shannon, shout out, um, in, in the rotation chat when he didn't make the main stage because he missed his COVID test, we were <laughs> like, like, I don't want to go conspiracy mode, but like, there's no way that's possible. Like, they have think- team... They have team managers, they have handlers, like they have people to make sure that that stuff happens. And it sounds like you know, some unwillingness you know, from the player there is why it didn't. Just based on like, at least Kenny's account of it. There's two sides to every story, of course, but it's it's super interesting to just see this whole thing unfold. And my whole point is here, I just wonder what's gonna happen next. Because if you're LA Thieves, who knows what they they paid to buy him out of Dallas and now his stock has dropped significantly so do you say okay let's see what the new cod is and let's see if we can try to build around hook or you say hey we might gotta just cut bait and just yeah I, I,
1: i think that hook is not in a i mean i'm just gonna say this for what it looks like from the outside this is not anything like this isn't a sports analysis. Um, I think Hook is potentially not in the right frame of mind. I'll say I was going to say mental state, but I don't want him to sound like he's, you know, challenged. But I don't think he's in the right frame of mind to compete right now. Um, when you go from a top team that obviously is a top team because they took the best team in the game to nine match maps without you. Um, I and you go to another team that is a competitor and then they don't play with you either. I, there's something missing. There's something there that like Nate shot and all those guys, mud dog, like J cap, they're not a slasher. They're not going to not play hook unless that's the best decision. And I think that right now, um, I mean, I'm interested in seeing what Hook does. He could become a, three-time, uh, a three time, uh, 3 esports champion, you know, um, For sure. He could, he
0: could go he's to, so, he's good. He's, he's, one of guys is, he's good at everything.
1: He's that. I mean, formal could have done that too. Like he honestly, formal stuck with cod, but formal could have came to cod, won a couple chips, and then went and played something else. Like honestly, hook. I think like you said, he should just do what's going to make him happy. Um, agreeing to these hundreds of thousands of dollar deals or whatever it is, and contracts, and then not holding up to it. That's what he shouldn't do, in my opinion. Like, um Yeah. I think Hook's a good dude. I think he has a good heart. I think his mind I think he's in the right, you know, frame of mind in terms of what he wants to do for himself. Um he just doesn't want to do this anymore. He doesn't want to compete at this level. I've seen people retire that have said, I just didn't want to practice at the like big timer. I just I don't want to do that grind anymore. Like I just don't want to do it. I could. Whoa, what just happened?
0: My cat just got scared (laughs) up out of his sleep. Did you see that? That shit scared me, dude. Oh, man. Sorry about that. I watched you flinch. That was actually funny. He he got scared, bro. (laughs) Hold on. I'm about to watch it on YouTube. He
1: just freaked out. It's hilarious.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, Will DuPont in the chat. I feel like uh, he said, I feel like Hook just needs to regain for next year. He will be on a team, no question. I definitely agree there. And, like, honestly, I mean, I know, like, storylines, content, whatever. First of all, Dang! Look how scared somebody just got. I saw the replay. That's crazy. We gotta clip that. <laughs> he came right over to me too. That's crazy. All right. Sorry. Um, so I think like no matter what, bar none, everybody should do what makes them the most happy. And for Hook, maybe he doesn't even know what that is right now, and that's okay. Um, I do think he's so immensely talented that if he does like put his his mind and his grind to it, like he could for sure. Whether it's you know, he proves to LA Thieves like, hey, I am like that dude and you, you should start me and I'll show you or whatever. Or if he goes to another team, like part of all this for me is just setting him up for a great comeback story because I'm truly like genuinely worried about him at this point of everything that he's yeah. gone through this season and how how high the ending of last year was for, for him in Dallas. And now it's just been a little bit chaotic from like stage two on for Hook and, and then so I just hope he like, you know, regains a little bit, comes back stronger. And i everyone loves a good like redemption arc from, you know, not doing the COVID test properly to like maybe he wins another chip, you never know. I think it'd be pretty cool.
1: <laughs> Shannon uh she deleted somebody's messages for saying I look like Pac Man, but I I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> talking about Pac Man, the former COD pro, not yes, like <laughs> not like Pac-Man the J T bit Chomper. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean maybe either one will apply I don't know yeah maybe you never know maybe maybe it's a double entendre I don't know <laughs> you never know but uh yeah I don't know man it'll be really interesting to see what ends up happening with Hook and just interesting to see what ends up happening with LA Thieves in general I mean it's kind of redundant like hearing an organization say we want to win like of course you do you right. bought into a league everybody wants to win except for like. No, nah, I'm not going to shade any franchises. It that, that seems, like, always- seems like they're not trying, but maybe they will. You never know, right? Like, you, yeah. gotta, you know, you're here, let's do it. Like, go all in, right? So right. it'll be really interesting to see, like, what maneuvering happens. And like, I mean, we've said it on the podcast before, and I hate to, like, look forward to something like this. And I most definitely don't want anyone on Minnesota Rocker to go anywhere. But like, I'm really looking forward to the off season this year to see what kind of movement there is. There's gonna be a little bit of a difference this year in terms of who resigned or who had their plus ones applied last year and who didn't and how that yep. mix things up and give the players a little bit more autonomy. Um, and that'll just be really interesting to watch unfold. And we'll definitely, I mean, we'll probably do some some roster mania off season podcasts of the rotation. So look well, forward to that. But
1: You can't talk about it, but um, I don't think, I think there's very few teams right now few and I mean like maybe three maybe and not even that probably two maybe one (laughs) that won't make a change between now and next year (laughs) like yeah I just I I just honestly it always happens everybody wants to win yeah it's COD like everybody wants to win everybody wants the best chemistry possible and you don't take it personal it's not personal um and it's not just business it's like sometimes chemistry is chemistry and the best thing is to make some rotations all pun intended, um, in order to make things better. And I I think that the Thieves have some sellable options that other people in the league are going to want. That Seattle team is not going to be the same. I mean, a lot of the bottom teams are not, but then there's top teams that um, are going to probably make some changes. I see Dallas making a change, even though they didn't coming into this year. um, I could see that, I mean, except for getting rid of Clayster, but they had no choice. But um, I could see them making a change. Uh, I mean, New York might stick and Faze might stick. But it just really depends on how they finish the year. If NYSL wins and somehow beats FaZe, they're not they're probably not gonna change, you know. Um I don't know what in the world would make FaZe change. I saw somebody say if we did a World Series of COD and they said huh. you know, who would represent the United States, and it's like the like, phase roster. Phase. <laughs> it's
0: Literally like... <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Like every player on that team I think is the best at their position
1: you that's can hard maybe to argue. Make an, that's hard to argue you could
0: maybe make an argument that there is possibly a better flex than cellium but that's even hard then, to argue like yeah. that's yeah you're right like, i think varsity's bar none best they are so, i mean yeah geez dude the phase <laughs> roster stack bro i forget man because we we just get caught up looking at the standings so much and like to me phase is like yeah Their first seed for champs, cool. Like, I'm just going to focus on everything else that's going on in the league. But it's honestly impressive to watch. I mean, you and I would watch plenty of dynasties roll in and out of COD. And yeah, I mean, I don't want to like plot their downfall or anything, but I will be really interested to see, you know, how that continues to evolve. How long they stay at the top, because the more you win, the harder it is to stay winning, dude. And I'll be really curious to see kind of how all that unfolds. Um, speaking of being curious to see how it all unfolds, I know we're at the point in the year where it's kind of freaking hard to get excited about group play. But hey, man, we're heading it, we're ramping into chances where you start to see, like, you know, wh- what teams are actually going to be good at the end of the year. So let's take yeah. a look at the groups. Um, I want to see kind of where everyone ended up landing here. Looking at the Stage 5 groups here, I know you and Icon did a little a little video for the channel last week, so we do not got to go super in-depth, but definitely wanted to talk about just how ridiculously stacked Group B is. Like, oh my goodness, you got Group A, so let's start with Group A. FaZe, Optic, LA Thieves, New York Subliners, Paris, and London. That's like, I mean, that's a strong group still. So like, okay, like those first four teams are pretty beefy. It's going to be cool to watch them slug it out. And then you got Group B, though, whoo! You got yeah. Dallas Empire, Toronto Ultra, Minnesota Rocker, Los Colt, Florida Mutineers, LAG, and then Seattle Surge. Like, jeez, man. It's, I mean, it's always the case in group play of you need to beat who you're supposed to beat. Right. You need to contend or beat versus the other, you know, top teams in your group. And then hopefully you place top three Go into the winners bracket at Land, and everything is gravy. But it's going to be really hard. Look at this group. I feel like this is probably one of the hardest groups of the year.
1: Yeah, I you know, agree we, with you. I agree with you. And I saw what Will said. Three wins. Yeah. I i don't think there's a chance that Minnesota Rocker don't clinch. um Knock
0: be- on Wood Kingdom. Yeah. Don't well, even that. if this that didn't Minnesota Minnesota happen
1: in sports groups, sports here. Minis- uh, Yeah. Uh
0: too do dead to
1: me man even if that, <laughs> even if that didn't happen, I don't think Minnesota just completely drops a zero bomb at at the um land, yeah. so I'm anticipating that um there will but this is gonna be so the reason why group B is tough because it's not because like all of the best teams are there because group A is tough. Faze is so predictable at this point. NYSL is so predictable that they're going to probably beat most of the other teams in their group, and they're going to compete with each other, that it makes that group a little easier to predict. I mean, I don't see Faze or New York losing to Paris or London. That's like, like a 100% given. Like, But Dallas and then Lag, they brought in um, – who did they bring in instead of Chino? They dropped Chino – um
0: mental billy and mental. brought in mental
1: so they're just gonna test him out you know um gear former gears of war champ you know i'm
0: excited freaking... to what bro i mean i already said on the last podcast, i am a huge I, we we lived in the same apartment building down in texas with optic uh-huh. billy Mental. he's a good kid dude and he's so nasty he's one of those guys he's disgusting he's just a, he's just disgusting at everything he plays everything
1: gears he's of war, disgusting
0: i can't remember how many i think he's won more gears award championships than crim six has won call of duty championships I might have made that up, but it's some asinine number. Dude. It's some insane number that. Crim made, like, is what?
1: at even with like, the asterisk. right? He's at forty. Jeez, so you, all
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jeez, <Crim>. Oh goodness. <laughs> hey, we're gonna have to talk about him later when we talk our, our Mount Rushmore. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, so it's kind of crazy, dude. But to your like, point,
1: look at Seattle. They're gonna try their best. They're gonna try. They and maybe, maybe I maybe. doubt it, but. Yes, I do. I think that um, they're all on the on the market. And so
0: true. Yeah, they're trying to impress. They're playing for next year, a spot somewhere next year.
1: They're showing off their skill to be you can't just these days, you can't just be a a, now if you're the best like an octane, you're not you have no worries about being in the league. Octane is not worried. Um, But if I'm pristine, I got to play hard because I want to land on a certain type of team. Um, Pristini has been on very high prestigious teams. You know, you look at champs with E United, but since then, his brother's got all the shine. And he's been kind of like Florida. And his big high moment on Florida was beating Alec, you know, uh, only to lose to FaZe, you know. And so I think that, um, I think that Florida's going to, I think that, uh, Seattle's going to play very hard. I think that LAG is going to play very hard. Mental's going to try to just show what he's got. And they're going to let him just do what he wants and be fun and free. Um, (laughs) I'm looking at that as (laughs) the question in the chat. Um, and, And then you have Florida, who, in my opinion, have all year long been a step below the Minnesota rocker. And they have these times in the season. They have these times where they look like a top four team almost. You know, there's games where Florida just looks amazing. And so I'm interested to see. And then you have the ultra who uh, they're disgusting. And Dallas at the last land was absolutely ridiculous. Um, They looked like last year's team. Like they, they look like the number two team in the game for sure. Beating optic twice, beating ultra. Like they just did their thing. They walked through, you know, the bracket and almost beat phase. And I think that that's a tough, Minnesota is going to bring all the tools to the, to the game um, and do everything in their power to play at the highest level. Um, and execute and make no mistakes and play some of that mistake-free Call of Duty. Um, It's anyone's group. In my opinion, Florida could be two or one. Like, that's how mixed up this group is. I I honestly— You
0: think, dude? You think Florida could play first or second in Group B?
1: I think they can beat. i think they compare very well against Lag and Surge, and I think that—
0: They for sure will beat them, but I don't know how they take out, you know—
1: the top. Well, it's uh, it's going to be you nice. guys. Yep. It's going to be against you guys, what they do. And I that's think whichever, whoever wins between Florida and rocker will get top three. I, I just, I think that's, what's going to come down to. And that's tough coming down to one match. Like whether or not you make uh, Hopefully
0: not, dude, a winner's bracket that. in that <laughs> land.
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, and, but I think, I I do think Minnesota rockers up to the task. Um, I don't I think, so think yeah. Go ahead, sorry.
0: I mean, it's a hard group. I mean, it's OK. So let's let's all psych ourselves up and pretend like like I've been saying all year, yo, these group matches matter. These points lead to the seeding at champs. These points get you into the winners or losers bracket on land. That's all very important, still and valid. But let's not kid ourselves, like champs has pretty much decided who's going to be in. Knock on wood, hopefully nothing catastrophic happens to the rocker season here. Man, if I really hope we make playoffs, because this will definitely be clipped back and put. Oh, stop talking about it. It's going to happen. Stop, (laughs) stop. Men (laughs) in black, your race. Uh, But no, it's it's crazy though. So everything's pretty much established bar like some crazy, crazy stuff, which is always possible. And now to me, what's exciting about these group play matches is how do we stack up? Like, like for this Florida team who we've kind of thrown, you know, punches back and forth with all year. How do we stack up against them? Do we beat LAG in Seattle like we should? Do we look good when we do it? Are we fundamentally sound? What's going on? How do we look against Dallas, who you read? I think they're, they went from just being on the struggle bus. Rambo Ray was driving that thing, man. They were on the struggle bus, and he turned that thing right around. And now they really did look like the second best team. In the league. They took Phase to a best, and they could have won. They were like, yeah. how many search rounds away from winning on LAN a chip? That's crazy, dude. After being called on-liners all last year, two, making all two, these changes, going from... To, exactly. And then dropping two S&D rounds, dropping Hook, going from second to fourth in the CDL. Now they're, you know, they, they've impressed. So I'll be really curious to see how does Rocker look against Dallas? How does rocker look against Toronto? And right now is the time of year, and I'm all too familiar with this from being a Minnesota sports fan all my life. Shout out to the Vikings, okay? They do this to me every year. <laughs> we're good enough to like get there. Like We're good enough to like, we'll get there. We will probably get there. right? But can we get hot enough at the end of the year here to make a significant impact and do the damn thing? I, maybe I'm drinking the poop, purple Kool-Aid. I got a rocker all over me. I work for the team. So obviously I believe in us, but, I'll be really interested to see, like, can they catch fire here at the end of the year? Can they have an impact, at champs? And can they just, you know, I'm sh- dang near sure that we'll be able to stay in this sixth seed spot, which is yeah, could be worse, could be better. But it's all about just tuning up for this end of the year now. That's what these group matches are to me. And then obviously for stage five, you know, we've got a land again at the end of that. So that'll be really exciting to see kind of where we shake out then. But whew, I don't know, man. What do you think, like, to you what's the the end of the year like for from your perspective like what are what is there left to prove what are teams trying to do to make sure that they stick the landing this year and do well
1: so I did want to somebody asked about Florida versus Minnesota rocker I don't know the uh, major what the record is but I just was briefly going through and trying to look at the group records and I think they've been in the same group twice and both times Minnesota won so hopefully that's the result we have this time um, I mean, honestly, each team is planning for something different Faze is going to call this entire year a fail if they don't win champs, like they did last year. That was this. They are so determined. Um, I mean, simp is trying to become one of the best players in the history of this game. I mean, he has an average placing right now of two, but he's only played like 18 tournaments, you know, I, I mean, that's ridiculous, but I will tell you that after about 30 tournaments, Krim had a similar average. He was like, two point six seven or something. So um they're gonna have to continue to grind to be. I like that like Scump came out and said who he thinks the best SMGs are in Call of Duty history and he said and BZ will get there someday. Like he wasn't willing to put him in that bucket yet. Um and I, I kind of agree. Like right now, yeah, of course, you know. Um but it would be like taking an NBA player who started two years ago and calling him the best ever. You can't do that. You know, and so I think that FaZe wants to win champs, period. They have nothing else to prove. They are the—they have been the best team this year, not even close. If they lose every match at this stage, people will still say they are the best. They look best suited to win champs, unless it's like they're arguing and fighting with each other and hate each other. It, it would have to be crazy. Um, Optic, in my opinion, did not prove. Uh, and I said this, I think, last week. Please don't talk mess, Optic. I love you guys you know, please don't talk mess. I just, I, I really just want them to play. Um, For some reason, when they talk mess, it does not, It, it's not the same old OpTic that could talk mess and back it up on, on you know, like, they're going to have to, like, get scrappy in order to even place top three in that group. I mean, if you think about it, what are we going to get out of LA Thieves? We don't know. They could be fourth easily. And so I I think OpTic has um a lot to prove that this roster and sticking together and not, changing at all was a good decision um i don't think new york has anything to prove clayster's freaking been great we always gas him up on the show um <laughs> the bottom four teams they don't have anything to prove they're just trying to showcase some new players and show off themselves so that they can you know like paul x might stay on that team even but i don't know like i think he should stay in the league um you know does does donnie temp get stay in the league if he if so can he get himself on a top team? Probably not, you know? And so that's, it becomes challenging for some of those fringe players that have been playing call of duty and that's been their career. But this league, this franchise league has changed the game where nothing is secure. We've learned that with all these young players that have come in this year. And so a lot of these older veterans have to prove that they deserve to stay in the league. Um, Dallas, um, I don't think they have anything to prove in my opinion. That's just me. I, I, I was high on Dallas all year. You guys know that. And, you know, Icon True. always gives me a hard time.
0: It but got I, annoying, but you were right.
1: <laughs> it's crim six. You can't, it like, I, I'm not ready to doubt this guy yet. Crim has literally just been, like, <laughs> proving I am the best. I have won because I'm a winner and I will take phase farther than anybody else, you know, except for, of course, Toronto beat him. But, um, I think that, I think that Dallas doesn't have anything to prove, especially because they got rid of, hook and they made a good decision and nobody can doubt that anymore. You know, like Rambo, Astro, I'll tip the hat to you guys, Crim6. You dropped one of the best players um of last year easily and uh, looked that good this year but he's not, you know, in the league anymore. Um I think the Minnesota Rocker don't have anything to prove but want to prove something. And I think it's the same thing that Minnesota struggled with at the end of last year, which was proving that they still from like at the beginning of the season They still belong in that conversation. Dallas proved that at the last major. I think if the rocker can prove that at this major, then at champs, there's going to be a different feel when people play them. And I think it'll give them a little bit of an advantage. If they can just prove at this next major, like we are a top team, you know, we're not just barely sliding. Like we are a top team and we belong in the conversation and we can win an event. I think that's the only thing that Minnesota rocker are trying to prove. I don't, I mean, as an organization, as a um, as far as coaching, decision making, changing players, roster changes, I think Minnesota Rocker have have done a very good job all year long. And I don't think the organization really has to prove that they're a good team and that they're going to contend every year. Um, I don't think, though, that they've contended for a chip this year. And that's what I would love to see out of the Minnesota Rocker.
0: Me too, Kingdom. Let's go. I'm getting hype, bro. I think like it's so hard. It's it's so hard to like kind of tear myself away from the emotional. Like, <laughs> no, I believe in these guys. They could win. Like, I I do that. I do that. With the Vikings too. Every every year for the Vikings for me is is our year that we could win yep. it all. Um, but I I mean I do think this next stage is all about priming for champs make like let's hey man the game's been out forever now what feels like forever everybody knows it all the the roads i mean unless there's not going to whether there's some like crazy update like yeah everyone knows how to play this game okay and it's all about execution now and so how do you how can you prime yourself to execute at the most important time of the year it's going to be really exciting to kind of watch it all unfold so oh man it's gonna be crazy i'm excited dude i'm genuinely so excited for champs and for stage five i'm excited to like just see LAN again like it feels so good to be back oh
1: it was amazing to watch dude it
0: was uh... the stage looks so cool and like seeing the guys like stand up after winning and stuff so cool just mad hype way better we had like a a small um room in an apartment that all of our guys are playing from and even just from like, obviously I'm very biased towards content, from a content angle, it was so hard to film in there. And so now it just, it just looks so much better to have them on the main stage as well. Uh, you kind of alluded to it earlier, and this has been a topic that I've seen go around a lot in the CDL community right now. And I don't want to beat it to death, right? Because I think the conversation's been had. Yeah. But I still wanted to give, you know, let's let's rotate through our takes, baby. Who do you think are the top five submachine gun players of all time in Call of Duty history. And why is number one Scump? Just kidding. I think you know who my number one is though.
1: <laughs> that's every if anybody says anybody other than Skump, they're crazy. Like
0: I will I fight them.
1: That's where Skump clearly, you know, because Krim is not an SMG player, I think that's where Skump clearly is the goat, not even debatable. You know, For sure. Um is Skump is the best, most consistent SMG in the history of our esports. Um, and the fact that he still is doing what he's doing and playing at the level he's playing and that his team is still technically competing. They just, the tough matches, they can't close them, you know, towards the end of these majors. But that's, I mean, and he's got 32 championships, (laughs) you know, like, um, I, I I just, I don't, I was, I mean, I have this thing put up that says like the top fours. Uh, the only person that has more top fours than Scump is Krim. Krim had sixty seven, Scump has sixty-four. Like out of easy, eighty easy. out of eighty-six events, having sixty-four top fours, that's I mean, seventy percent. Like, he's he's the greatest SMG. I don't think there's any and that's my reason why it's Scump. There is no one that I mean, would you say Karma's an SMG or a Flex?
0: Depends on the Call of Duty. I look at Karma more as like a flex, but he was also like a, you know, a submachine gun route man, like did a lot of the objective dirty work, so I would consider like him a sub. Same with like your teepees, like those those guys. Karma yeah. um, was a
1: roaming sub and yeah, I felt like true. he invented that role in Black Ops 2 and did it better than... I mean, Dude, I still yeah.
0: remember like, this is so nerdy, but just let me rock for a sec, I still remember a clip of Karma on slums with the scorpion just annihilating everybody <laughs> like they were double triple pushing him he was smoking them diving all the way it was just like that's that type of stuff and then like i mean we talked about it with Scump, but like to see the, the longevity longevity of that and how you, they're able to maintain that skill over that you know amount of time i think it's, it's super impressive and so, scump
1: is still playing
0: and I mean, three rings, dude. Like, you have to include Tom If, it's not, so if I you think
1: know. of him as a, if you think of him as a sub, you have no choice. I'd put him right below Seth, and then um, one of my takes is not going to be appreciated probably by the chat. Um, but I'd put, I would put TP in that conversation, even though that's not a confusing one. I mean, or if Aches is a sub, you know, that's like Nah, Aches uh,
0: wasn't a sub. Nah.
1: Okay, so we're gonna say teepee everybody was using whatever was necessary back in the day it's changed True, yeah, it's it was a switching lot around yeah it's very like i mean unless you're clayster or like proofy players that literally were like this is my gun and i'm not using anything else but yeah i would say one of the best subs in the game long term and i don't know if they would make a lot of people's top fives um is parasite like you i think? mean i yeah, I know he's, he's had to... Sw-
0: he was AR for the longest time. That's he's what he's had grade. to switch
1: roles, but when he was a sub on Black Ops 2, he was one of the best players. Like, um, he, like... Dude, yeah. He just, like, I don't... It's hard, man. I, I think because... But if you say just purely, like, a pure submachine gun player, Skump would be number one. I'd probably throw TP in there because of the dirty work he did. He probably could have had a way higher KD at a lot of the events, but... I mean, he won 18, so that's good. A lot of people have been throwing John in the conversation. Scump himself threw John in the conversation, said John was one of the best of all time. Um, I'd love to see John do more at this point. You know, I'd love to see him. I mean, he has played in a lot of events, and he's had a very long career. Um, but I'd love to see John. I'd love to see John Fry at this level. And one of my top five, honestly, is going to be Attach. Um I was
0: just about to say, man, what about Dillard attached price, bro? He I mean, winning champs at eighteen and then playing so consistently throughout the years. I think of like how he yo, Avex knows what's up in the chat. I agree. Yep. I mean, it's hard, like you start kind of getting in the like attached yeah. versus apathy battle. I think like apathy should be in the conversation as well. But I feel like attach I mean, obviously apathy's extremely accomplished and he's done really well. But so
1: like, Apathy technically has less championships than attach true story so it's kind of like you know if i had to decide between the two like you know and attach it i mean he's famous for some of these like running through his own kill streak and (sighs) um he's been playing consistently this year and again like when you're longevity like apathy definitely has not been on point this year in terms of what we've seen in his past but dylan's been playing he's him and i mean he's 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 gonna have a very long career like he's gonna he's Seth-like, in my opinion, in terms of um, his playmaking ability, but he's a little bit, in my opinion right now, his ceiling is a little bit higher. And that's, you know, why, I I mean, I think the Minnesota Rocker can make a good run at a couple of these events.
0: Word, I definitely agree. I'm definitely biased, right? Obviously, Attach is on Minnesota Rocker, but he is just, I've, I've, it's because I've watched his entire career. (laughs) Like, I mean... (laughs) Maybe that makes me more or less biased, I'm not sure. But I I do I was literally in the venue when Denial won champs, advanced warfare, and attached. I remember being like, dude, that kid is nasty. He was literally just 18, just went pro. And from there, like he's had success on a lot of other like large storied teams. And I just I I, yeah, to play at that level that consistently for as long as as he and, and some of these others that we're talking about have. It's so freaking hard, dude. And you're starting to see it too, like with this year, all these rookies coming in, they're frying. It'll be really interesting to see like that kind of changing of the the guard eventually, because from, I mean, probably when you and I have been watching Cod Esports, like there hasn't been a ton of that. Like there's almost like a new generation of players that will be rolling in here eventually. And it'll just be kind of cool to see kind of how it shakes out. It's already started, but even more so, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. So I Great. mean, we didn't really like rank a top five, but I think we definitely like threw some good names Let's around. Wanna some, names some... Out. yeah, I want to throw some more names around. Zuma, Azubi... ah, how did I forget Zuma?
1: Just because he's not yeah, playing Zuma right and, now. If he was still yeah, playing, I guarantee you we would we would just make them one person. <laughs> Zuma <laughs> like that duo. Yeah.
0: duo, bro. It was legit sad when they broke up. But, like we we're not on the same team anymore. Aches as as a nine year optic. Remember, i refuse she can't no pick i'm just aches. kidding aches <laughs> is nasty he's nasty he's i he always just gave you so many problems whether even with ars like he started playing ar more recently in in, yeah. in recent years but he was so freakish with a sub as well dude it was insane
1: in two years you'd have you're going to have a hard time not putting simp and a bz on this list they're going to bump people oh, off for of
0: sure it, for sure you know? dude i look at it as like scump is tom brady and simp is patrick mahomes and i know people are already calling patrick mahomes like the goat just because he's accomplished a lot and he's still so young but like yeah. it's kind of similar i've used yeah. the similar way
1: you can't put it you can't make a quarterback that's only been playing for a few years as the goat of all time like you just that's just not like that's the it just it i if, if he simp, was on the vikings yeah. i'd
0: be calling him the goat for no, sure of course, though. yeah
1: but simp is one <laughs> Uh, I mean, okay, I have the numbers in front of me. Where is Simp at? Okay, like
0: 25 tournaments and 14? Simp has been in
1: 18 tournaments. He's been in top four 17 times. He's been in Grand Finals 15 out of the 18. And he has 8 wins. And so that's the big difference right there, is that he's only won... I can't see the percentage. Um, But to be in 15 Grand Finals, 83%. Out of eighty three percent, he's in the grand finals eighty three percent of the time. But you think about Krim, and this is crazy. Think about with eighty five events, has been in the grand finals sixty two percent of the time. Second place is like forty six percent at with Scump. And so I just think like you got to have a career and ha- I agree with Seth. Like you, you, I would, I can't put Simp as one of the greatest. He could it hurt i don't know you know just like what happened to zuma you know like what happens in regular sports you know knock yeah. on wood i hope that doesn't happen of course but barring anything crazy yeah in two years simple have won i mean he's at eight he'll probably have won like maybe Early. 20 tournaments it depends on how many are available he's gonna
0: True,
1: yeah he is in contention easily to win a minimum of half of the tournaments a year, if he's still on a team like the one he's on right now, and him and Ibisey might it's... play together forever.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, so we're talking about like duos with Attach and Zuma, but I feel like Ibisey and Simp is just like they're that duo. I truly I am mean, kind of like I don't want to be negative. I really hope like I think the only thing that could that could break phase this phase dynasty up is something similar to what we saw happen with like the optic uh, dynasty or the complexity dynasty. There's always a, a disagreement, uh, a rubbing of egos that, that ends it all. And I'm just, it seems like Faze is probably primed better than, than those teams I just mentioned in terms of like ego and, yep. and what could cause a downfall there. But like, yeah, it's, it's honestly, I mean, we just, they're kind of automatic in my mind of like, oh yeah, they're, they're probably gonna like win or, you know, let's. You know when rocker plays them close i'm like oh my god we're the best we can beat them. <laughs> but they really like phase is really so good it's actually it's honestly a treat yeah. to watch just they're so dominant and i just you love to see it maybe one day man rocker could be there hey. you know ne- you never know uh will dupont in the chat says crazy how good simp is so that's true i mean rookie of the year one champs like it's nuts dude yeah. Uh, what about big timer? Big timer? I don't consider big timer a sub. He he ran AR. Quite I
1: wouldn't. A I mean, but I also. I mean, he. I mean, looking at this list, right? The Krim has a three point five four placement average. Big timer three point five three. Out of the top like twenty people, till you get yeah, all the way till you get to Simp, nobody else is close to Big T in average placing. Um, but he but cut his career short player, at thirty two no? tournaments. You know, well, I, mean, I think he did, but he cut his career short at 32 tournaments. So he was done. Like he also has less tournaments than until you get down to SIMP. <laughs> so it's right. like, you can't call mm-hmm. him. I don't think you can call him the greatest when he has half. No, he has a third as many as Scump, a third, as many matches played. I don't think you can put him in contention in my opinion. Um, But he did good when he was in, he just knew when it was time to hang up the sticks and hung up the sticks, but he's still on optic. He's still doing his thing. You know, he's on the pre-shows a lot and, Still talks about the game and that's what I love about Karma too, is Karma like was kind of forced in a way to hang up the sticks, but stuck around and went back to Optic and sometimes shows up on these pre shows and talks about it. And I hope he is like a secondary coach and helps them out. Like I just I think Optic needs it.
0: Yeah, it'll uh, it's it's gonna be interesting to see kind of what what happens. You know, partha in the chat says I think five and five from a viewer standpoint is much better to watch, I think. I'm gonna respectfully disagree, I love watching 4v4, it is so much like what I hate as a viewer, and especially even as a player, is just watching players fly at the hill, fly at, (laughs) just trade, win the trade battle, hopefully I win the trade battle and I get one more bullet off before the next guy, no sir man, give me that map positioning, give me those choke points, let's get in the right spots and be smart about this, I love 4v4. Over 5v5. Uh, yo, Kuzi in the chat says, we love Kingdom, yes we do. Shout out Kingdom, hey, yes out. Up, Icon, Icon, uh, Icon couldn't join this week. His internet is completely out. The world is ending. It's really hot everywhere. The power's out, the heat's out, or sorry, the air's out. Okay, when well, none of that's happening in Minnesota right now. I don't know if we're getting lucky here for now, but it's been, it's been kind of crazy. League expansion is another possibility I want as a fan. Yo, true more more teams could be good too i think it's like so theorizing how that would all go down
1: It'd be this crazy. Is, i i kind of agree because i feel for the methods of the world and all these guys but right they could be on some of those lower four teams you know like that's where i'm like do we want to then just like then you just give phase more people to stop <laughs> and new york <laughs> and the rocker and optic and like Unless you're going to also spread out the talent and have salary caps that make it so that you can't overload teams with simp, abezy, Celium, and arcities, like, um, or even like the four optic guys, like, I can't imagine what some of these rosters cost. Um, unless you're going to make it so that the talent spreads out, it's going to be similar to sports leagues where teams play and you're just like, oh, let's just watch them stomp this team real quick, you know, and it's like, it's going to be a blowout. I mean, I love the NBA, but. 120 to 89. It's entertaining to watch the (laughs) highlights, but not the whole game. You know, unless they're like doing alley oops over somebody or like. And it, I don't, I wouldn't want COD to turn into, um, you know, even though Optic is playing, who they're playing, it's not going to get as much viewership. You know, and so I think we have to be careful just about expanding. And everybody wants to add four teams. If we do, I, I mean, I think if we added two, but then all you're doing is taking some of those challengers players and putting them on team it's not like crim six is going to then go to an expansion team or simp is going to go to an expansion team so you're going to have like we have this year your top eight and then everybody else and um adding more teams may just provide more space for methods tj you know venom these guys that are on the bench that probably could be playing right now to play and you know hey more power to them i don't want to see them i can't imagine having a career where My teammates could decide that I don't have a career anymore, so I feel for them, but um, I just think you got to be careful with it um, in terms of expanding.
0: Yeah, I think it has to be done correctly. I don't think, especially with with like just how CDL is operating now and what, what they're trying to accomplish and on the COVID hit during the first year of this dang thing, like, let's stabilize a little bit, let's. Let's make sure we we strengthen the, I mean, obviously very biased working for our current CDL team. Let's make sure we're, we're in each one of those 12 teams before we go expanding. Right. I do think we do have the player base to add these teams and yeah. it, not every match will be a blowout. There will add a little bit, you know, more, more sauce into it. Um, it will probably like what you're saying would, would probably happen. I think it would happen for the first couple of years. But eventually, as we kind of talked about earlier, with, with a lot of these, you know, players who've been playing a really long time, they're getting older, they may transition elsewhere, there's going to be a new kind of generation of players that comes right. into this thing and there could, be an, there could be a team that we don't even know the name of yet and some guy who we don't even know the name of yet and they're the new simp. You don't know. And that yeah. could really add something special to it as well. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know. And to Will Dupont's question there, I got no idea. I got no idea on that.
1: <laughs> so I don't
0: know if, I don't know what the what the or what the process is behind adding new teams to the league. Yeah, and whatnot. But I do think like I think CDL is a good product right now, and I think just you know we just started. Let's let's see how this keeps on going. I do think it'll be cool to have more folks uh, as well. Um, so I had two, I had kind of like a spin on a typical question here. We've talked a little bit about like, oh yeah, this player's on my Mount Rushmore, but I would love to know like who is on your Mount Rushmore for Call of Duty, uh competitive Call of Duty in terms of influence. So like uh four, you know, four faces of the best like influence on the Call of Duty scene in general. Um, and then I'd love to know like the Mount Rushmore of skill, like who is the literal best players that cdl um and call of duty Duty has to offer skill wise you want to so right now they're they're playing or
1: like oh yeah you can go first then
0: mount rushmore i mean yeah it's right now where it's who it's it's new versus old it's all all encompassing like i'm thinking from like oh nine to like now okay my mount rushmore of the last like 11 years 12 years pretty much jeez i've been watching a lot of call of duty
1: (laughs) i can name my mount rushmore if you're saying four people
0: yeah, yeah Malice was four or five. I swear I've been there, but I forget. It was one. I think I it's
1: four. If it's five, the fifth is always difficult in Call of Duty when it comes to all time. Um, but influence. I mean, t-
0: let's do top four.
1: You said top what? Top four. For influence, I'd have to pull Nate shot into the conversation.
0: For sure. Nate shot, I... Scump, HECTOR, me. Honestly,
1: I'm <laughs> not even lying. When you first <laughs> asked the question for influence. My first three thoughts were Nadeshot, Scump, and Hector, even though Hector's not a player. I, he's the, in my he opinion, is, he is one of the most influence. influential yeah. people in the history of our esports. If he didn't make Optic what it was, we wouldn't have esports it it because the storylines that he has given us over the years and showed us how the potential of Call of Duty, we wouldn't know. Like, honestly, he and 100 Thieves wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Hector. And so I just think that what Hector has done for Call of Duty eSports in general is incomparable. Um, now, Hastro's up there, but Hastro didn't do content like Hector did content. And so it lowered its influence. But in terms of fan base and consistency and always being in the conversation, all of the NVT have always been there. You know, and so they've won a chance. They were back place kings for many years. <laughs> and so, like, I think what Hastro's done has been amazing. He's just more of a behind-the-scenes guy. Um, but what Hector's done for you. Um, and that's where the fourth is hard, because I literally would say those, I'd say, Scump, Car, I'd say Scump, Krim, and Hector. And for influence overall, Ugh, this is hard. I mean, what Zuma's doing right now is freaking legendary,
0: dude, yeah, I was gonna say like it's like I'm trying to not have so much recency bias, but yeah. I think what Zuma's doing with the flank right now and just the access that he has to those players and how candid they are with him, he's got a bright future. I hope he does I just hope he keeps doing what he's doing, and nobody tries to buy it out and ruin it like just do you man, like it's been I don't awesome think will let him. watch,
1: yeah, it's great. So that would be my influence piece.
0: Can I, can I say my, I have a complete curveball. Uh-huh. I don't know if you're going to expect for my influence, Mount Rushmore. Maid shot. Uh-huh. Scump, Yeah. Hector. Obviously, Bias was a part of Optic for so long, but they genuinely did have, I watched it. Like, we all watched it. Right. My fourth most influential person in COD history is Ace. Oh yeah. I think he just brings so much emotion to the table. He whether you love him, you hate him, he makes people fans or haters of what he's doing. And I think what really popped off this whole thing, um, you know, back in the day was when Aix shoved Nate Shot at <laughs> that small land tournament in Chicago. Yeah. The live stream is, dude, we'll have to like play the clip eventually one day. But that moment. Like I've, because like, I've watched all this happen, right? All the, all these years, obviously competitive COD was fun. And I loved watching it at the time. But when that happened an Ache shoved Nate Shaw and they proceeded to have an entire like hero villain storyline that you would think was written by like, like a legit writer from Hollywood, right. like writing a movie, but it was yeah. real life. I mean, and then you have like Ache's. You know, being optics nemesis at Champs, you have Aches being a part of dynasty teams. That's why you got to oh, the famous Kleister. line oh. poor <laughs> But I would say Ages is one of the most influential right. people in cod history. And yes, Ages was the villain that everyone cheered for if they didn't like Optic. Yeah, I had some friends who like they weren't really like Optic fans, which I was like, wow, I take offense to that. But, <laughs> but they were like, yo, I love Ages. Like he's like yeah he's i don't know he's kind of he like won. the stone cold steve austin of yeah God. He,
1: he that's a good actually that's a great that's a really good analogy <laughs> like he just shows
0: but, up to the bosses and like pours beer all over them and says f you i do what i want like he's just crazy
1: yeah aches like i mean this dude punched a window or a picture frame and won an event you know no, like he couldn't did. even use his thumb like he's he like did, dude. like i mean aix was and i remember making videos about him versus mlg because he was the person that would like stand up against the league and you know who didn't yeah. care about getting fined like aix has always been forward thinking and i interviewed him one time and it was one of the best interviews I ever did. Like he's so knowledgeable. This dude is like, I mean, it's it's you wonder sometimes why how people won and what made them so attractive. And like Ace is like, yeah, let's drop Clayster and pick up Karma. And then it's like, what? Why would you ever do this? You guys just won events. Like you're a dynasty. And he's like, just trust me. And then we and then we was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> like you guys are going to switch organizations and keep winning doesn't matter for complexity eg like you just and then you become the optic beater you don't do anything during the year except beat optic and then he won champs after years you know and it was like this unexpected victory that he wins champs with aches and the, or with apathy and um and silly and those guys and it's just i i that's a good pick like honestly that's a good pick aches is a good pick
0: i think i think he's i think he's he's definitely up there uh aix found preset is that true? I actually didn't know that i know aix he's had oh. who else is he found aix has found god i can't remember he found, who Priesta? found.
1: He's I, a lot of people are his sons in the league
0: yeah i think he's i think aix is a lot of people's codfathers. like he he's helped kind of bring up uh different generations maybe it was dash i can't remember who aix brought he's brought up a lot of people so now let's go into the mount rushmore of skill Ooh. midnight 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 oh. midnight yep conversation over i'm just kidding um to me i'll just i'll just go i want to hear yours yeah yeah scump i you yeah. all know i'm so biased towards <laughs> God, but it's because i've literally watched his entire career
1: yeah and
0: his consistency and his skill and just his his attitude his leadership scump crim clayster and i have a really hard time with this fourth one because There's just so many impactful players that could slot into that fourth spot. Right. I view just like Crim, Clay, Skump as like, that's the standard. Man, I might have to come back to my fourth. I honestly, I thought of the three, but I'm still percolating on the fourth and trying to think like, for skill, I'm
1: going to say karma. I, you think? Yeah. He he, I mean, he had not bad ju-
0: times, but he also had really good times too. I
1: mean, do we remember that Karma dropped a twenty six kill streak against a pro team? <laughs> like on Yemen. On Lent. Like, that was, crazy. <laughs> that was that that is, I watch that once a year just to remind myself of how goatee this guy is, like and listen to Benson <laughs> scream. Um I just think Karma I mean won 28 championships. He's the third winningest player in the history of our eSport, even though he had bad, long stretches, you know, where he was like when he was on TV, where it was just like not the best place for him. Um, But he was the first person with three rings. Uh, I think that if Optic would have actually played him the year that they dropped him, like that one champs that he didn't get to play in, um, I think they would have done better. Um, I just think he's that much of a sure thing when it comes to showing up. Being on Seattle or whatever last year, it just, that was not the right place for him. He's karma, you know? And so I, but skill-wise, some of the stuff I've seen karma do, it's disgusting. Those players that you don't even notice when he's being a GOAT. He does his job so well. Um, I think some people would probably, probably put formal into this conversation. I would too, Um, I would too yeah formal uh i yeah I think he could be up there because of his chips. I put clay over formal, even though on Dang. the big list of championships he has more because clay went a thousand whatever days without a championship. but i think clay um just overall skill wise he's proved it this year that he just i mean he's a better a r. right now in my opinion, and a better leader um than formal is, and so i don't really i can't pick anybody else that would even and here's the interesting thing that we're not noticing on Mount Rushmore everyone we named except Aix went through optic on skill every person has been on
0: true story which is crazy because like yeah there was a dynasty period but it's not all been no right this is a lot of third place it's a lot of oh that.
1: yeah <laughs> and it's history it's because yeah. the guys that were on and that's where i wonder like when you're a team like LA Thieves and you learned from that and you're nade shot why the consistent trades all the time rather than building like you have the LA thieves level of exposure and reach and everything or hundred thieves i guess that is you know the above LA thieves whatever <laughs> i don't you know but <laughs> i think company. that yeah i know Amen. we're supposed to call them LA thieves but it's hundred thieves organization i think like build some chemistry keep doing the videos having fun making people laugh, being entertaining, um, and build what shot built. Like, that's what he built. Like, shot was the, he was there at the beginning, you know, and when Optic first started being this team that was just, everybody wanted to watch him, you know? And I think that the LA Thieves, I know he wants to win and I get it because Nade missed out on a lot of winning by dropping off that team, you know, by leaving Optic um, and bowing out because, you know, him and Seth, you know, had their issues, but I just honestly think like, you know, go for the longevity piece in my opinion. And um I, I mean, I hope they do that. Cause we're, I didn't even think about it. Well, as we were talking, I'm like, wow, we're naming a lot of former optic players, but Krim, <laughs> of course, yeah. did not just have an optic dynasty, you know, he, he had an EG dynasty, a bro. Cole dynasty. He won champs on Dallas. Like this dude is like, put me on a team. I'm going to win champs. Wait, has he been on a team where he hasn't won champs? Complexity EG NBA. Optic. It was
0: with Envy for Dallas. a very brief period of time.
1: So, well, which is weird because that doesn't Wait. show up on that doesn't I don't think so. I'm
0: lying. I'm no. wrong. He I went straight from the
1: Cole EG dynasty to Optic, went straight from Optic to Dallas. He's won a They he's were won, EG
0: for a brief moment.
1: Yeah. He's won cop, but he won they won when they were EG. Yeah. He won champs. So he's won <sighs> champs on every team he's been on wait that doesn't make sense because he doesn't have four rings so what am i missing
0: complexity optic dallas and then eg they didn't win champs but they won championships sorry this is probably a little bit confusing are yeah. we're getting a little because we're going back in <laughs> yeah <laughs> champs is like the big like the big yeah it's champs it's the yeah, big it's like champs. end of the, big, the year yeah. like cod right. champs like the world champion trophy like the biggest tournament
1: so would and you count
0: championships or chips is like smaller tournaments on the way to
1: those but would you count since it was the same roster would you count cole eg as the same team basically i would yeah so he's won I a would. world championship on every team he's been on like that that's it's ridiculous
0: man i i probably sound like a crim hater because i'm always like yeah scum's the goat but like <laughs> and like then I, I i talk about clay who's you know he's literally led is that that's a big difference he's literally led and uplift like he's made players around him better and i'm not saying crim hasn't or Skump hasn't but like clay has shown with a large sample size that, that he can do that and but i think i mean crim's resume his history how he carries himself is so impressive to me um you know people think you know he's he's very outspoken he's gonna tell you what he thinks and i think that's i think that's amazing <laughs> the so. chat
1: is telling you to pet the cat i think that's pet hilarious the cat.
0: yo simba they love you <laughs> let's go Hey, subscribe to the youtube channel everybody hey. we're simba every tuesday on the rotation let's go simba's the guest this week he's filling in for icon simba who's on your call of duty Mom rushmore <laughs> he said it's me so
1: <laughs> I'm just caught a coffee
0: Cod, coming dude. I've been. I'm so washed at Cod. Ah oh, man, dude. I mean, I know this was kind of a, a down week, right? We didn't have any matches last week to talk about. There's been very minor movement in terms of roster changes. There are no matches this weekend, so we're just floating out at Oblivion today. But it's, I mean, this. Oh, we've been going over an hour. We've been going for a little bit. Um, I always love talking Cod with with you Kingdom Icon. Yeah, yeah. If you're watching, we miss you. We'll see you next week. Um, I guess any kind of last second questions from the chat before we go. Any any topics you guys really want to hear us, you know, cover before we go. Pet the cat, Dane, about to leave you alone. <laughs> hey, Yosh know, is giving me gas in the chat. Midnight, best skilled player in cod history, real famous person in the world.
1: Let's go. Can't
0: say I agree, but also can't say I disagree. So man, I was I was nasty at free for all. You're really good.
1: Yeah, it was, and um, I'll tell you. And this probably is, uh, I think I don't know if I've told you this before, but I remember not knowing that even though you were a part of Optic, that you knew and were such a fan of the esports side. Like I just didn't like, you know, I would watch your content, but I just didn't. And I remember just
0: talking crap to kids on (laughs) COD.
1: Like you were, (laughs) you you were like so into the scene and um how it all worked i mean literally you found a perfect spot in minnesota i was so happy when um when i found out that that was happening like i remember just being like that's freaking awesome and it's not a it's not odd that um that what minnesota has become you know as an org and i know i've said it before but Minnesota Rocker are a nice staple brand within competitive Call of Duty. And I think a lot of that has to do with you being head of content, but you know, also just the merch in general, the players you guys have gotten, um, the process and how your coaches like it's just it it, it just worked out and I, I love seeing the extensions of Hector. This is what we're talking about with the influence, the extension extensions of Hector into the Call of Duty League. Just it's a wonderful thing to see.
0: Yeah, it's it's super. It's crazy to see. Like you got like Fizz, Nate, Shot, yeah, I, mean, I feel like yeah, Ru- and even the players we're talking about the Mount Rushmore. Whether it's influence or skill, they've gone through optic, which is honestly just so optic. in, in and of itself, has been really impressive. But just I mean, in the influence and how they've been able to to carry carry their weight through the and yeah. evolved the whole time. Right, like everything's evolved as we've all gone on here. Um, so I okay.
1: think. I keep seeing this question. We don't yeah. know the format. I mean, I don't. You know. I don't know the and, champs yeah, format like,
0: and if I did, I couldn't say it.
1: Exactly. Like we don't know it and I think the I question the everybody yeah, everybody keeps asking about like why shouldn't the top 4 go? They should make it because of land. And the thing that I said on the last show and the, this is my two cents on it, um if land was a thing all year would the bottom four still be the bottom four? In my opinion, yes. And that's just like looking at the teams in general. Would Seattle be 12th? Maybe not. But would they have the same challenges? Probably so. There might be a contention between maybe Seattle and Florida. I don't know, though. You know, so I'm just going to say that um, I don't have a problem <laughs> with the current format. Of the top eight teams, it gives us it gives us storylines, and it's given us something to talk about on every show, every week, all year long. Is yeah, are you I, gonna make playoffs? Are you gonna make top eight? Like, what do they got to do to make top eight? Like, we now the only reason it's a big deal is because we went to land, and certain people looked a little bit better, but the placement still kept them in twelfth place. So it's kind of like, I don't know. That's It just is my, unfortunate yeah. that it
0: is. If online didn't happen this year, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. So I definitely understand that aspect of it. But at the same time, like this is a league. I would be saying this if Rocker was wasn't in playoffs. This is a league. If you don't have some sort of cutoff for the teams that make the playoffs and get the most impactful win at the end of the year. What is the point of all of the matches we're watching? Like, oh, seeding like no man i want to know who's going to make the cut or not this is a league this is it's esports i think it's totally fair to to have this format in a league now do i miss the open events that call duty used to have of course they were awesome it was so cool to see like a team just fly through groups and you know the under bracket and make it into pool play and then get smoked on main stage that's my point is it what's that
1: No, I'm agreeing with you. That's the the people have been posting these brackets where they're like, look at how many teams and how many games you had to play to get to the top. And then I'm like, yeah, but if you went to where the top 12 is, that's our league. Like literally, like it's just all those other teams were just practice for the rest of the tournament. Which
0: which I didn't like. Like I did like the old format of champs where it was like top 32 teams were around the world. Like it really felt like a world event. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, but you did have teams showing up and just getting smoked pool play was just a formality and then on the flip side of that when it wasn't like when optic didn't make it out of pools those people were pissed optic was pissed oh, like oh dang, we did, yeah we we started slow and didn't make it out of pools but we're one of the best teams been winning all year no you never convinced me that that format is proper and i mean it's like reeks of participation trophies almost like we want to make a run at chance like i'm all (laughs) for people making champs runs let's see the eighth place team get the freaking third that'd be there you go unless they beat us but (laughs) i think like to to say that everybody should go to have an equal chance like no dude that's what we're playing for all freaking year i will die on this hill i don't choose a lot of hills to die on i was talking about it on twitter lots of back and forth going on uh but dude you gotta have uh something you're working towards all year otherwise what are we watching we're watching glorified like if we if, if it was top 12 at champs this year it would feel exactly the same as stage four majors and stage five majors
1: that was a good but point you made cool. that was a good point you made that i never thought about that champs would just feel like another major if, if it was all 12 teams and I didn't like, I don't know how they're going to do the format to make it interesting because yeah, there it's going to be weird. If phase just wins three series and wins champs, however,
0: they're they there for them, a reason.
1: Though. Yeah. And if, yeah. You, if you put phase in the losers bracket, then they would win six series and win champs, you know, like that, that's where I think the best thing is going to be able to see who can get there and beat phase, like who can get there and take them out in the winners or who can get there and beat them in the lower bracket finals. If they get dropped down, like honestly, I think for the lower teams, for everybody except for the top two that get I probably are gonna get a bye, for everybody except them, it you just made a good point. It's something to prove for the eighth, the seventh, the sixth, the fifth. It's something to prove and that's a run. If the Minnesota Rocker go into champs in sixth and then win it, that's a run, in my opinion. So I agree. I don't know. Yeah.
0: They will have to play far more games than anybody else would have, almost. Yeah, I don't know. I can't believe it's a thing. I understand if you're, if you feel, I do understand the online versus LAN aspect. It's been tough online, but hey, everyone was online. You're not special. The whole league was playing under the same circumstances. I don't know, man. I'd be saying the same thing too if Rocker wasn't in playoffs. Truly, I had people tweeting me like, "You wouldn't be saying this." (laughs) Yes, I would. It's a league.
1: What are we doing all year if everyone just
0: goes to the dance? Like, you gotta fight your way in. You gotta earn it. If you wanna, if you wanna go on a run at chance, you have to earn the right to do that. In my opinion, you don't just get. Oh, well, whatever. We got smoked all year, but I showed up one weekend at the end. Like, no, son, you gotta go all the way off. It's a league i will i don't know why i'm so passionate about this it was really bothering me i don't let stuff bother me ever but i just see like some of the tweets that people were tweeting i'm like dude what do you just want handed to you in life man it's crazy bro yeah It's it's
1: it's and everybody's gonna other people are gonna step up and say yeah they should be able to play you know and of course they're just they're looking out for their friends and their homies and i get it like i honestly get it but um it's a league
0: it is a league man it's and that's why we love it but all right kingdom this hey man good show icon big shout out to icon we miss you bud it's it's always great having the trees of us but you did get two of the most long-winded individuals <laughs> in the podcast to roll a duo podcast and we did all right man we did all right We'll uh, we'll be back next week, guys, at uh, 7.30 p.m. Central on Tuesday, July 6th. I hope you guys all have a very safe uh, 4th of July weekend. If you're going out, or whether it's in the heat or you're going out and having some beverages, make sure you stay safe. Don't burn your thumb on any fireworks. Dude, I burned my thumb so bad on a firework. So 4th of July is my birthday uh, Mm -hmm. as well. Firecracker, baby, let's go and um i was literally playing with firecrackers and oh no it was a bottle the bottle rocket and i burnt the crap out of my hand so as a gamer you can never let that happen so make sure you guys are careful this weekend if you're doing any any shenanigans but all right kingdom any final thoughts before we go
1: no, thank you guys for continuing to just come through and be active in the chat and ask questions and interact and shout out to icon. I feel bad for you man with no uh, I lost my power yesterday because of the heat in the Northwest and, um, you know, shout out to icon with the internet issues and I definitely doing some reading a book right now He's predictions just doing a crossword. next
0: week. Yeah, predictions yeah. next week is gonna be crazy gonna be fun no, we should we gotta like rig his internet again so that he can't predict <laughs> how about that well, well so now yeah
1: i'm a, i'm now i'm like i'm gonna try to give you points so you can beat him you know like i i, <laughs> I have no choice no chance so i'm like all right now what can i do like i gotta he's just been too good all year with these freaking yeah
0: he's been really on point he deserves it but honestly i still am gonna try really hard to beat him maybe we could both take him out we can like like start some reverse psychology stuff during the predictions, make him second guess, or I don't know. He's pretty strong in his conviction and what he he wants to Anyway, shout out Icon, Kingdom. Thank you so much for joining me and chat, everyone. Thank you so much. We will be back next week. I'll catch you guys then. Peace out. Simba says goodbye as well.